Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Look at what song that should be next. Page 20, Leaning on the Everlasting Arm. Be 
Okay, now I got two brand new songs I want to share with you for today. And since these are brand new and would therefore be uh, more difficult to follow along, let's just sit down and listen to these. And you can sing along if you want, if you can. But let's just sit down and listen to these and worship. You can raise your hands and worship. And it's good to close your eyes at times to uh, block out the physical realm to help you touch the spiritual realm in Christ Jesus. So I've got these right here. And let's see which one I'm going to do first. Let's do the Anchor Hoax. Brother, open your hand, Alex. 
Let's start in the history book, volume two, book of Joshua, chapter one. Joshua, which we know is not really Joshua, but Jehoshua, chapter one. So this would be the very first chapter of the entire volume two of the history books. Chapter one. Now today is the new moon, first day of the eighth month of the year. So thank you, Father, for getting us through the seventh month for another month, Lord. Praise God. And also, yesterday was my anniversary of being baptized for 14 years. So yesterday, October 16th, was 14 years ago that I was baptized in water. And that was a few months after I started preaching and started uh, with this ministry of I Saw the Light Ministries in February or January or February of 2006 that I started this ministry. So I've been officially preaching for 14 and a half years, a long time. And it's been quite a journey, but I don't regret a mile of it. I really don't. It's been a wonderful journey, both ups and downs, up the mountain and down the mountain and through the mountain. It's been good, even in the difficult times, because even in the most difficult times, I felt the presence of the Lord. When I got to my knees and cried my heart out to him and sought his help and his comfort, he was there for me always. Amen. So it's good to have anniversaries, commemorations of good things. Help us to remember when we came to the Lord. Amen. When we was born again and had new life. I really don't want to remember much of that past life, of that old life that I died to. Why celebrate that life? Amen. We don't celebrate our old, carnal, physical birthdays like the Satanists do and like the world does, no. But rather, we just commemorate and celebrate the day we came to the Lord, the day we was born into a new life, became a new person in Christ Jesus. Amen. It's good to be 14 years old again, I tell you. Amen. God is so good to us. In Joshua chapter 1, starting in verse 1, we'll read the first seven verses here. Joshua 1, verse 1, And it came to pass after the death of Moses that Jesus spoke to Jehoashiah, the son of Nun, the minister of Moses, or the servant of Moses, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, arise, 
In other words, it's your turn to walk, it's your turn to leave. Arise and go over Jordan, you and all these people, into the land which I give them, the land of Canaan, the land of Elkanah, the promised land. But they had to cross the Jordan River. And every spot on which you shall tread or walk, I will give it to you. As I said to Moses, the desert and this place, Anabalas, as far as the great river, and the river, which is the river of Pritchett, and as far as the extremity of the sea, your coasts or your borders shall be from the setting of the sun. Your coast would be better translated, your borders, your borders, rather, needs to be there. Your borders. So everybody cross out coasts and put borders. Your borders, because you can translate it either way, but it would be better understood as borders. Verse 5, not a man shall stand against you. That means successfully, but not successfully stand against you in all the days of your life. There was people that stood against you, but not successfully. And as I was with Moses, so will I also be with you, and I will not fail you nor neglect you. Be strong and manly, for you shall divide the land to this people, which I swore to give to your fathers. Be strong, therefore, and manly. I'd like for you to underline in both verse 6 and verse 7, that phrase that is repeated, be strong and manly, because whenever the scripture repeats something, there is a, a flag, a red flag saying, pay attention. Amen. Notice what is being said when it repeats it. Be strong and manly. Verse 7 says to observe and to do as Moses, my servant, commanded you. And you shall not turn therefrom to the right hand or to the left, so that you may be wise in whatsoever you may do. Amen. Notice how it connects being strong and manly to the obedience to God and to his servants that he had chosen. Now that word manly in the American, I mean not American, the uh, Alpha and Omega Bible can also be translated as bold or courageous or brave. So that's very, very interesting to me. <clears throat> And I appreciate your prayers whenever my throat struggles. Whenever, whenever that happens, you're always instantly, Lord help them. <laughs> Amen. But it's very interesting to me that the Greek word for manly is the same Greek word for boldness, courage, courageous. Very interesting. Amen. And the reason for that is that it is God's desire 
for all men to be masculine. Is that not true? That is God's desire for all men to be masculine. Is that true? Amen. Amen. And masculinity includes the man being brave. How else can he protect his wife and his children and his land and his society, his community, his neighborhood? The man has to be brave and courageous. Amen. And here, that connection is with obedience to God. That's interesting, isn't it? Obedience to God. Be courageous and obey God. Be courageous and obey Moses. Be courageous and be obedient to the, the structure of government of which God has anointed. Amen. Very interesting. So it's very interesting also that when I brought this up to Brother Robert, dude Robert, he said, hey, fellow, said such and such in relation to this. And so this is what Philo said. And Philo is the one that wrote the book of Hebrews, not Paul. Because Paul's writings are very, very, very different in the style of language style of grammar, so forth, much different from the book of Hebrews. There's no way that Paul could have wrote Hebrews. It's impossible. It was Philo, and that's absolute. As we have written an article at isawthelightministries.com proving that point with solid, undeniable evidence. Now, in addition to the book of Hebrews, Philo also wrote what was the last book of the Old Testament that was written as well as Hebrews, and that was the Wisdom of Solomon. And in addition to that, there are what we call the works of Philo, which is divided up into different books and chapters. And one of those books or chapters is called On the Prosperity of Cain and His Exile. And in that portion of the works of Philo, this is what Philo says, quote, Bulls and rams and goats, which Egypt holds in honor, and all other images of corruptible manner, matter, which in report alone are accounted gods, have no real existence, but are all fictional, fict fict fictional and false. For those who look upon life as only a tragedy full of acts of arrogance and stories of love impression, impressing false ideals on the tender minds of young men and using the ears as their ministers into which they pour fabulous trivets things of little value, things of little substance, waste away and corrupt their minds, compelling them to look upon persons who were never even men in their minds, but always effeminate creatures as gods. For the calf, the golden calf, 
was not made of every description of female ornament, but only of the earrings of the women, the golden calf that was made of gold was only from all the earrings of the women. Notice, not earrings of men. <laughs> no. But of women. The lawgiver showing us by this that nothing worked with hands is a visible and true God. No. But only so by report or claim. And as far as he is thought of, and that too, the report of a woman and not of a man, for it is the conduct of a soul utterly weakened and rendered completely effeminate to receive such nonsense. Unquote. Amen. Very interesting. So what Philo was basically saying is that these people that wanted to worship the golden calf and people that want to worship animals and creation over and above the true creator, they are effeminate. They are effeminate, not courageous, not bold, not manly, but rather effeminate by their disobedience. The Holy Ghost brings into my mind how people in India are dominated traditionally, culturally, by the females rather than the men in India. And in India, they worship the cow as sacred, the calf, amen, and other animals. And then you look at the Native American Indians, which were not Native Americans at all because they profess if you dig it up, if you search it, they don't confess it often. No, they don't want you to know the truth. But if you dig it up, they have previously confessed that they were not the original inhabitants of America, but rather they came from another land to the Americas. And there was white people here first before those so-called falsely called Native Americans. Those Native American Indians are, in fact, Indians from India, even as Columbus thought they were by the ordained thinking of God, not mistakenly, as we have been taught. Because those Native American Indians also worshipped the calf, the bull, the ox, and the eagles, and the woods, and the creatures of the new land, and the trees, the animals. And many of those tribes, I know for at least in the Cherokee, Native American Indian so-called, that they also was not Dominated by the women, not by the men. So both in India and with the Cherokee Indians, worshiping the ox, the calf, animals, and 
a female-dominated society. Same people. Same allology. Amen. And so it was only by the earrings of the women, according to Philo, who lived 2,000 years ago, who was born just a few years before Christ and lived during the entire lifetime of Christ and afterward as well, who wrote the last book of the Old Testament, and I believe even the first book of the New Testament, Hebrews, even before Matthew. He was the connection between the old and the new. He even said, even before the year 33 A.D., even before the year 30 A.D., Trillo said that the Son of God is the image of God. Well before Matthew was written. So we can learn from Philo and these words where he's talking about the effeminate nature taking on these ridiculous, silly, false worship. And it is ridiculous to worship an ox. It is ridiculous to worship a wolf or a cow or an eagle or a tree or even the earth itself. Even as witches to, to this day claim that the earth is their mother and they worship the earth. And so did the native, so-called Native American Indians. Witchcraft. You look at Hinduism, it's nothing but witchcraft. But it is effeminate to disobey God. It is effeminate because it is weakness. When you look at the word for manly, it is the word for boldness, bravery, courage. So if you take the opposite of that as effeminate, would be not boldness, not bravery, not courage, but rather fear, softness, weakness. Now, I'm not saying, I am not saying, that women are evil. And I firmly do believe and teach that women should be effeminate. Absolutely. They should be the weaker vessel, even as the Bible calls them, the weaker vessel. They should be. That is their role. They should be effeminate. But only in relationship to the man, to the masculine. Amen. When it comes to things about obedience to God, even though they still must obey their husband, honor and respect and obey their husband, when it comes to choosing which one they obey, if there is a contrast, husband or God, the choice must be a courageous choice. Amen? That woman must 
leave that weakness and that role of a servant and that role of a slave to her husband and be more bold, more courageous, more masculine, to stand up against wickedness and say, no, husband, because you are following Hinduism. It was. Thank you, Father, how you bring things back full circle. I did not see that coming. God is so great. He confirms his own words. Amen. Wow. Praise God. Wow. That woman must be bold and courageous to choose God and to be obedient to God, be courageous to follow God as led by his servants, the apostles and prophets. Amen. God is so good. Now, it's amazing also how all this came together in these past two or three days. During this same time, I was talking to this warlock on Miwi. That's a male witch. And he didn't claim to be a warlock. He didn't claim to be a witch. But I could look at his face and clearly see that he was a witch. It was written all over his forehead, spiritually speaking. It was very clear evident to me right from the start. As I start looking more and more at his profile and the links and the pictures and more information about him to see what this guy was about, it became even more and more abundantly clear that he is in deep bondage to witchcraft. And one of the symptoms of that is his obsession with fantasy. And he writes fantasy stories about dragons and so forth. And he admires and promotes C.S. Lewis, like a lot of false Christians do. It's amazing how a lot of false Christians will promote and share the writings of C.S. Lewis, who was a warlock, a witch who claimed to have converted to Christ Jesus, but even after his so-called conversion, continued with themes of witchcraft in his writings. So how is that? Conversion. Amen. How is that? Becoming a new person. When before the conversion and after the conversion, you still have before and after an obsession with witchcraft. How is that changing? How is that being born again? How is that accepting Jesus Christ? Ridiculous. Many other symptoms and proofs and evidence of his witchcraft. So after having already pointed these things out to him and seeking his repentance, which is doubtful to come until God spanks him very hard, in the tribulation. But while after having already sought his repentance, dude Robert brings these words of fellow to my attention. But he didn't understand. Robert did not know 
that it would also be a confirmation of the witchcraft of Patrick there on Mewood. Because notice what I put in bold in the sermon notes on Mewi, that they are accounted as gods but have no real existence but are all fictional. Amen. And he was obsessed with fantasy fictional writings. Amen. There aren't very people, many people, and I can see visibly in America, Western society, who worship animals, but you can see a lot who worship fictional characters, the anime, Goku, Naruto, Star Wars, Harry yeah. Potter. Yeah. Fictional characters, obsessed with them. Right. Worship of fictional characters. Amen. And it says... That, and for those who look upon life as only as a tragedy, and the way that's related to that word lot is he claimed that government, true government, not false government, but true government, their only role and their only purpose is only punishing. That's crazy. That is an extremely wicked way to look at government because he's saying true government. Well, God's government is true government. And the scriptures proclaim that it is God that brings in every dominion, every king, every throne, that God determines when they come to power and when they leave power. So this idea that we're not supposed to obey government and that government is always wicked and their only role in life is a tragedy, that life is a tragedy, is a, a very anarchist way. How you pronounce that? Anarchist. Anarchist way of thinking, a lawless way of thinking. Even though this guy is Torah this and Torah that, Hebrew roots, which is also a form of witchcraft. Amen. Witchcraft was written all over him, left to right. So he looks at life as a tragedy. And then also, Philo says, impressing false ideals on the tender minds of young men. Well, that's exactly what he's doing by writing fantasy. Especially witchcraft fantasy. Amen. So this confirmed many things to me and it just brought many things together confirming God's word and the spiritual discernment that God gave me now let's go over to the book of Corinthians 1 Corinthians chapter 6 1 Corinthians chapter 6, starting in verse 9. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 through 12. This is page 180. Verse 9 says, Or do you not know 
that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of theos. Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor the alcoholics, nor the revelers, nor the swimmers will inherit the kingdom of theos. Such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were acquitted in the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our theos. The majority of things were lawful for me, but not all things are profitable. The majority of things are lawful for me, but I will not be mastered by anything, any of these physical indulgences. Amen. So notice how it says that the effeminate will not inherit the kingdom. And it puts that separately from homosexuals, even though it's right beside each other. So it's connected being right next to one another, but separate. Now, another way of translating the effeminate word is soft. But the soft would not inherit the kingdom. And that would be the opposite of boldness, courageousness, the masculinity of a man being hard, rough, tough, bold, courageous. Softness would be weakness. A immature man that still acts like a boy. A woman that would not make the right decisions and would stay a slave to her husband, even if her husband is a witch or a Hindu or atheist. Softness. Disobedience. Not being courageous enough to serve God first. Those that are soft are not strong enough to bear the weight of the cross. It takes courage to take up the cross of Jesus and to deny yourself and to follow Jesus. Because if you do that, you could lose your husband. You could lose your mom, your brothers, your dad, your children your grandchildren, your best friend. You could lose family and friends by taking up the cross of Jesus and the truth. You won't lose any family and friends by going into the Babylonian church. But when you come into the truth, keeping God's seventh day and God's holy days and no longer keeping those witchcraft holidays of Christmas and Easter, and Halloween and self-glorifying birthdays, when you leave that witchcraft church and come into God's true church, you will bear the weight of the cross, denying yourself evil things, coming out of glorification of witchcraft in your agent culture, no longer following Hinduism, no longer following Buddhism, no longer following the Baptist Church and the Pentecostal Church or the Catholic Church or the Jehovah Witnesses or whatever cult you came out of. Breaking those family curses, generational curses, and coming out to be an individual 
to serve the Lord, maybe all alone, all by yourself. It takes courage to leave your hometown, to leave your family and everybody you know, to come to a strange and a new place as Abraham did. It takes courage to put God first before any man, woman, or child, job, or career, or education. It takes courage to drop out of college and believe God's word that the great tribulation is at the door. It takes courage to be willing to flee into the wilderness knowing that you're not going to have the luxuries of life anymore. No electricity, no internet, no more storage. That you're going to have to butcher that cow. That you're going to have to butcher those chickens. That you're going to have to cut the head off the chicken. That you're going to have to hunt for your food. It takes courage to prepare for the reality of the great tribulation. It takes courage to confess the time that we live in that we are at the door of the great tribulation. It takes courage to admit and confess that you are lost. Yes, you loved God when you was in Babylon. And yes, they all appeared as if they loved God. It takes courage to believe the words of Christ that if you say you love me and keep not my commandments, you are a liar. It takes courage to confess that your parents deceived you and your pastor deceived you and your church deceived you and your society deceived you and your nation deceived you and the culture of your people deceived you and to come out and step out and be alone and be crucified naked on the cross of Jesus Christ takes courage to remove the mask and to reveal who you really are and the true state of your soul. Take courage. Take courage to be different from the rest of the world and not do as they do and not go to the left or to the right, but to stay on that right and correct track, that narrow way, that way of life of only Jesus as the only door and anyone that tries to climb up any other way is a thief and a robber takes courage to walk that narrow way takes courage to come out of your pain and stop whining all the time and to keep your mouth shut until you are ready to praise the lord it takes courage Amen. To tell your school that your child will absolutely not be coming to school on God's holy days. To stand your ground for God's commandments for your own children and your grandchildren to walk in God's ways and not man's. It takes courage to leave your Catholic mom or to leave your wicked husband it takes courage to get out of bed each day and face each new day, even in the most difficult times. It takes courage for some women to join our MeWe groups 
because of their bad experiences that they've had on other websites. So they need to get over that paranoia and realize it's just a computer profile. They cannot see through the computer screen. They cannot see where you live unless you tell them where you live. That kind of weakness, that kind of paranoia that belongs mostly only to women that get that, that level of paranoia of, oh, they know where I live and they're coming after my children. And you don't even have your address on your profile. Amen. It takes courage to share the prophecies to people and be mocked and laughed at. Amen. It takes courage to declare that you will absolutely not work on the seventh day of the week as commanded by God, even despite that you might lose your job, takes courage to God first, not money. Amen. Not job, not family. Amen. So the effeminate nature of being weak and soft and falling to Silly things, falling to falling too easily to deception, even as Eve did, of looking at the beautiful jewelry, the beautiful fruit. Oh, it must be so delicious, let me eat of it, being led astray easily. It was traditionally effeminate nature. But now I see it in so many so-called men across the Internet that fall for such ridiculous theories like flat Earth, planet X, and all kinds of nonsense. They are just like what the Scripture warns about of silly women being driven away by nonsense. So many men, males, I should say, not men, so many males on the Internet being driven away, tossed in the wind by insane teachings, insane theories. Amen. And it can be related with homosexuality at times because if a boy grows up without a strong male leader, then he will not learn a lot of the male characteristics and will remain soft and then find a man who he admires and loves can be led into a life of homosexuality. So it can lead from that softness over to homosexuality. 
but it's a dangerous thing for a male to be soft, too weak, too effeminate. It's important for men to have strong male leaders involved in their life right from the very start and for his entire life. It's important for a man to have male buddies to bond with in a masculine way. It's important for men also to eat enough meat, to eat like a man, to eat more than women do. In general, women eat a lot less than a man. And in general, men like to eat the meat more than the women. And these are male characteristics that come by nature. And it should be as this way because men do need an extra more nourishment than the woman since he has bigger feet, bigger hands, taller height. He needs more food than the woman does. He also needs more fats than the woman does for the processing of his brain thoughts, for clarity and attention and focus and energy, especially when he traditionally should be working a harder job. And really, she should be at home, not working, not making money, unless it is a female job like babysitting or a maid or teaching young children or young women and some other exceptions as well. This is part of the narrow path, narrow way, not acting like the world, not acting like the culture of modern Western society. We should seek the old path, the old ways, the way it was in the 1800s, 1700s, 1600s. That is the way we should be seeking the old path, as the Bible says, not this new way. Amen. Back in the 1400s, a man was a man, and a woman was a woman. Amen. And I would say even at that time, of the 1400s, a boy was a man as well, from age eight, nine, ten years old and up, he was considered a man. The same with the females, around seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve years old, by that time already considered as a woman. But today we baby our kids and baby them and baby them and baby them up into their late twenties. And I say it's soft and effeminate for anyone to go back into the nurse nest of the mommy's bosom. Go back home and you lose a job. Well, I need the money. What about being courageous enough to toughen it up, to suck it up, buttercup? and work the job on your own to pay your own way through college. 
and to find your own way of survival to make ends meet instead of going back under your mommy's breasts again, which is exactly what people are doing now even when they're in their 50s and it's ridiculous. That's very soft, it's very effeminate, what I'm seeing. Society today is very corrupt, very upside down, and very effeminate. Even religion in modern Western society is so effeminate, so soft. Kissy, 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 kissy. Let's coexist. Let's get along with the Muslim. Let's not offend anyone. Such an effeminate gay religion that we see out there with these churches. And they're not courageous enough to examine themselves about what they believe. Amen. They're not courageous enough to profess the flaws of their teachings. They're not courageous enough to take the cross of Jesus and follow him in the truth of God's commandments, the Ten Commandments, including the seventh day. Amen. Now, when we talk about that softness related with homosexuality, I must bring up also that because homosexuality and because being soft and effeminate and disobedient is all related, this is why that the top elite in the world, the evil elite of Satanism and witchcraft, why they have gay sex in order to promote be promoted to the highest leadership in their societies. When you look at Satanist groups, you start out naive. You start out just with an interest of Satanism. But as you stay in there years and years and you and your people come and go and you stay, you become more and more committed and then you get promoted and promoted in higher ranks you eventually come to a rank of Satanism that you must have a homosexual activity before you can become head honcho, male or female, in the Satanist group. Same thing with witchcraft, how they have their groups and you start out naive with just an interest if you stay long enough and get promoted, you must have a homosexual experience as part of your initiation and ability of promotion. And I believe the same is true with many false religions and Hollywood, movie stars, and even with rock and roll and wrestling. In many areas of life, the famous rich elite, I believe that many of them must perform homosexuality in order to receive their promotion because it is rebellion against nature, rebellion against the male-female role of masculine with the feminine wife. God's design role, positive and the negative, the in and the out, 
the up and the down. Natural laws created by God are being rebelled against. So there's a lot of connections here, and it goes. It, it's a deep subject when you start going that far into it. It's very deep. We know that in the New World Order is cutting soy, genetically modified soy, in almost all of the food in your grocery store, fast food restaurants, especially Taco Bell. But all fast food restaurants have soy in their bread and meat and all kinds of stuff. And this soy, especially genetically modified soy, increases the female hormone even in the men while decreasing the male hormones. This is a wage of war on men. This is part of their war on men. If they destroy the men, then they can destroy society because the men are the ones that are supposed to be the ones who protect the women Men are supposed to protect women and children and family, society, church, and government. Men are supposed to be the ones that protect all of society, every area of society. Remove the male leaders and replace them with women leaders, women senators, women vice president, women prime ministers across the world, women leaders all across the world, and you automatically destroy everything even as the Hindu society and the so-called Native American societies dominated by women. What happened to the Native Americans? God sent the whites who originally inhabited this land, brought them back to seize their land again, and punished them for their lawlessness, their disobedience, and their witchcraft. Amen. And they put the fluoride, fluoride in the water, feed everyone's soy, so that the men won't fight back against this new world order plan of world depopulation. Amen. It takes courage to say, I know what they're really doing and why I know what their plan is. And I'm not going to surrender to it. I'm going to be different. I'm going to buy the non-GMO food. I'm going to buy the organics. More expensive. It will be difficult on my finances. But I don't want that soy in my body. I need to stand up against their wickedness. And I need to be strong in my mind, body, and soul where I can fight back where I can defend my family, where I can serve the Lord with all my mind and with all my heart without the corruption of things that would make my brain work in a dysfunctional way. The flesh and the spirit is tied together. It is. If you make the spirit sick or weak, so will the flesh be weak and sick. If you make the flesh weak and sick, long enough it would drag down your mind with it if you allow it to we've got to allow the holy ghost of jesus christ to dominate us as he is the head honcho he is the alpha male 
He is the Alpha Alpha, the first Alpha. And we should say, Lord, Master, use me as you wish. I'm your willing servant. Lead me to better health. Lead me to greater wisdom and greater understanding. And help me, Lord, come to full completion and full maturity. Please help me to be responsible and wise. And please help me to put you first, even when it takes courage, even when it's dangerous or risky. Please help me, Lord, to follow you above all. Please help me, Lord, to be obedient to you and not weak and not soft in obedience to you. Please help me to not compromise. Please help me to be bold and courageous. And let me not fear the enemy. But let me use wisdom according to the wisdom that you would grant me. And may you receive all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. In the kingdom, there will neither be male nor female. But everyone that enters in the fullness of the kingdom must be courageous, manly, and not cowardly, not weak, not soft weaklings, not wimps. Both male and female need to learn how to be more masculine in the spiritual realm, while women must have that balance of keeping the effeminate nature of softness and tenderness toward her family and children and husband, maintain that servant role to her children and family and to the men in society. But she must be masculine in nature of having courage courage of having courage put God first and be obedient to God and be willing to lose husband, wife I mean husband, child family job finances friends to deny ourselves and to take the cross Amen. and to not both male and female to not fall for these silly, ridiculous things, not fall for witchcraft, amen, not fall for Buddhism, which is witchcraft, not fall for Hinduism, which is witchcraft, and not glorify the demonic pagan worship of agent peoples. Even if you did have family bloodline of Native American and so forth, because I've got to get that terminology of Native American out of me because they are not Native American at all. I am Cherokee Indian on my mom's side and Jewish on my dad's side. So it is not prejudice, it is not hate, it is not racism, the things I say but rather comprehension of the truth and confession of the sins of my forefathers and grandmothers. Amen. The 
this is what we must all do, even as the men of God did in the Bible to confess the sins of their forefathers. And that takes courage to do that, to break free from the pagan traditions of your family. Let's leave Babylon and let's come out of Babylon all together, all the way, entirely, out of Babylon. Amen. And let's be courageous to serve the Lord in the truth. I invite you back to come listen to us again next week to the next sermon, next Saturday and every Saturday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern Time. If you've not yet visited the main ministry website, I encourage you to check out isawthelightministries.com. Thank you very much for participating today in the fellowship of like mind and one accord and one spirit. In Jesus Christ's holy name, amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.